there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! And the breaking news in English football is it's just coming in. Ivan Tony has been banned for eight months over the allegations about betting misappropriation. So he's out for a long, long time. Wonderful striker called up for England but he's out for eight months that's just breaking this second it's the Go Radio Football News show with the Macklin Motors here at five and I'm with two of your favourites tonight Barry Ferguson and Peter Grant evening guys evening Paul huge news just coming in there for English football but also because it affects everyone you know betting responsibly so uh, you have to be careful with it it's affected so many lives that's a huge ban there for Ivan Tony. it's a huge ban it'll be interesting Paul to see what way they work it you know they're going to include when it started at the start and then take in the summertime so there's a few months involved there as well or does it start from the beginning of the next season that'll be the interesting thing is that not the same ban that Cantona got for attacking the person in the crowd something like eight, was, yeah. I think yeah. that was about 8 months as well well remembered you know? yeah. so it seems to be a precedent that's been set on the, the time Huge game tonight, of course. Everybody will be watching it. Airdrie against Hamilton, Aikis. <laughs> and also Man City, of course, against Real Madrid. Barry, both of them. What are you going to do tonight? We're all football fans. What are we going to do? What's your call tonight? Well, you know what I'm like. I, yeah. I always stick up for, for Scottish football, but I'm afraid I can't tonight. Yeah. Man City and Real Madrid, two of the best teams about at this moment in time. And... I've got to be honest, when you watch Man City, they're, they're, they're a joy, absolute joy. So I'm afraid um, I'll record the Airdrie and Aki's <laughs> yeah. game and I'll watch it at some stage, either tonight or, yeah. or sometime tomorrow. It's on Alba apparently, so yeah. you know it's in Gaelic, so Peter will make more sense than I did at the start <laughs> of the show. Yeah? Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. No, no, well, cause listen, it's great for Scottish football, you've got this way the season ends. And wish both teams the best of luck because we know how difficult it is when you get to this level, you want to go all the way and to get promoted and it's a really tough game and it'll be the biggest game that John and that's been involved in and in the other one 14 times winners a team that have a great history against your old team Celtic uh, not least this season who's going to go through to the final against Inter Milan is it Real the holders or I, I must Man admit I, fa I fancy Manchester City this time yeah. and probably Haaland I, I look at that and I just think that's maybe the difference the difference sorry they, they didn't have last year because if you look back at the game last year they dominated both semi-finals mm. But Real Madrid have got such wonderful players and obviously we talk about it all the time, Modric and all that. They seem to be so in control, they're never out of the game. They've got a manager who always seems in control and even if the game's going against them, they're never out of it. But I just think the difference tonight could be Haaland again. I know that's he's been magnificent all season but I just think that's maybe something we're missing last year. They shackled him a bit last week. Barry, what do you think tonight? Yeah, he, he was very, very quiet um, so I'm sure he'll have a point to prove but he, he's been an unbelievable signing for Manchester City. He's, he's goal return um, and I think his all-round game genuinely this season is 100% in, improved um, but I fancy Man City. Look, you, you can never 
write off Real Madrid with the, the players that they have and the experience they have in the team. But for me, uh, Man City being at home, um, I think it's their year this year. Right, we'll find out, won't we? This Absolutely. time tomorrow we'll be talking about it in the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Thanks to everyone who's been calling in and joining the show. Good to see you two together. So, I was just thinking beforehand, Barry was on, of course, on Monday. Peter, we've not seen you since last week. In the I've been hiding. Ah, yeah, so you're back, you're out. <laughs> you're showing face. Um, what do you feel uh, after the game? Face, yeah. <laughs> Every single he was man. in on Sunday. Exactly. Honestly, he was trying to get on the show last night, but we said not try uh, Wednesday. Peter says I was on Sunday. Sunday's in Sunday. Special show. <laughs> Peter, what you think? What would you say to Barry? What would you want to ask him, or what would you say about that uh, three-goal win for Rangers? No, what I would say was, it was a question more about the manager because okay. I think we'd sat here for a few weeks and we'd spoke about the fact, and Barry kept going on talking about pace and whatever, playing outside the centre backs. Finally did that and it caused of a bit of an issue you know in the game the set up they had uh, we played the two quick ones Matilando uh, one side and then you had Todd Cantwell just off on the, the area where McGregor sort of dominates and we spoke about it for a long time and I don't know if the manager looks back now he'd be really disappointed because let's be perfectly honest it wasn't going to change anything for the Rangers apart from getting a result against Celtic which is always important and I said that last week that Celtic will be really disappointed with the result and the performance wasn't that great in the respect to that but Rangers done really well in the game but it was a game with no pressure on and I don't know and I'm not just talking about the players mm -hmm. I'm talking about the manager because all of a sudden he leaves Morelos out and we're saying two games prior to that but it was big games we felt the same thing should have happened and Barry felt the same things I'm just wondering what he thought when he looked at the team thinking, well, did they miss a trick there earlier uh, yeah, in the games I mean, prior? I mean, the previous two games, that's what I'd say, I would have put a bit of pace. Um, look, I know Carter Vickers was, was never going to be um, available for this game, but I thought it was something that Celtic don't... And any defender, not just the Celtic defenders, I think any defenders, the thing that scares them mostly is raw pace. And that's what Sakala's got. And I, I'd, I'd thought that the previous games that maybe give him a shot through the middle. I know he's not a finished article. He, he kind of panics sometimes when he's got opportunities. But I, I thought um, I thought he caused them problems. And Matondo, that I said, again, not seen too much of him. But one thing Matondo's got is raw pace. Mm -hmm. And I thought it, it caused um, Celtic problems. And I thought Rangers were really good, but I'm not going to get carried away with it. It was a monkey off Rangers back in terms of they had to try and get that victory. But now what they need to do is the first old firm game next season is they need to make sure they win it and put a bit of pressure on, on Celtic. But I thought it worked well. We can't well playing in that area and stop McGregor dominating. Because I think you take a lot away for Celtic. And I've seen a few teams do that now to Celtic where they put a man bang on uh, uh, sorry Callum McGregor I mean you stop him dictating I think you take a lot away for the Celtic team I think it was interesting because he, he more enough Barry's talking about Sir Callum when I'm looking at the game I'm thinking he's playing more outside the centre back and Matondo's playing more outside the centre back which is not allowing him to push the ball wide mm -hmm. and it's not it's got to force them to try and get the ball into Callum and they condensed that area well but it was when they, they turned over and they could play that ball that we've spoke about before and Celtic didn't play their best of course You've got to say that you give Rangers credit for that, but just yet again for me, the performing there's been no pressure on in the respect of that. The pressure was to win a game against Celtic, and that was all. Listen, 
we done the exact same. I told you at Hamden, Rangers have won the league and yep. then we beat them three nothing. Yep. You know what I mean? Sure. So yeah, it was pride and everything you're playing for at all times. And it is, it's not. We kept using the word dead rubber last week. There's no such thing mm. with the Celtic. There's a massive disappointment, and I can imagine the manager and the players after the game in the Celtic end being really, really disappointed. No matter how much success they've got. But for me, if I was a Rangers supporter, I'd be questioning the fact was, even if the likes of Matondo wasn't available, you could have done it with someone else, like a Ryan Kent, or you could have done it with a Scott Arfield playing the Todd Cantwell yep, position, sure. Clark Cantwell up one, and still doing the same thing. You maybe not have the same electrifying pace, but it has still caused them a problem. I just thought he's waited to a game that, let's be honest, they weren't going to win a league with it. They weren't going to, they had a chance to be in the cup, and they had a chance to bring the league a little bit closer. And they didn't do it in both their games. And that, that was a question mark I looked at when I, I seen the team that was selected. When, when you're watching the game, like Sakala was in between um, Starfelt and Ralston. Yeah. And Matondo was in between Kobayashi mm -hmm. and Burnaby. And I think that's the when, when they feel backs become inverted and they come inside mm -hmm. to try and get the ball. They were scared to do that. Because yeah. that was leaving the areas where I think you can exploit Celtic at, at, at times. And, and we said that with the, the, the final, the semi-final, um, that I thought, if you put a bit of pace against the Celtic defence, you could cause them a bit of problems. And obviously, you'll look back on that and probably think to yourself, maybe that have, um, that, that could have worked. But listen, that's been and gone. The most yep. important thing is, look, they put a performance on. And now, for me, it's not just about that game um, against Celtic on Saturday. They need to go to Easter Road mm -hmm. and turn Hibs over with the same level of performance the same aggression the same passion the same level of performance and that's what you need to do when you play at Rangers or Celtic mm -hmm. you need to be really really consistent now, you can't do it yep. every single game it's impossible to, to play at that level but you've got to do it a high percentage of the time throughout the season All right. Rangers fans what do you think 08 08 17 17 700 Celtic fans 08 08 17 17 700 and, and can I just say I yeah. thought Ryan Jack made a difference as well Did, didn't he he, yep. he does make mm -hmm. a difference Ryan Jack the only problem with Ryan is his injuries seems that he picks up niggly niggly injuries uh, he's wanted down south isn't he Barry or is that paper no, talk I, I think, I think yeah. they've got to make sure they sign him up in a contract um, and, and I said that Paul yeah. I know some people may disagree with me um, I think experience you've got to have a bit of experience about your dressing room and if it's me I, I would keep Ryan Jack um, and I would keep Scott Arfield Peter what would you do on that? Well I think it, Barry says Both it obviously the injury problems with Ryan Jack yeah Scotty Arfield's different. Mm -hmm. You know, he's been available and the manager's not used him. Mm -hmm. You know what I think of him? I think he's a, yep. a, a threat all the time he's on the football pitch. He's still got great energy for a, um, mm -hmm. a senior player. I wouldn't say an older player, a senior player. But for me, it looks as if all arrows are pushing him out the door, really. I think he'll end up going to MLS or something like that because obviously with the Canada sure. connection, I think he'll end up doing that because I think when you get to that age, you want to play as much as you can. And sure. I look at him from afar and I think... He's a sort of kid that'd be wanting to play all the time. Yeah. He wouldn't be willing to sit in the stand or go through another season and not playing because he's got too much to offer. And it's all right us sitting here saying, yeah. you know, he's great to stay around about the club and be a massive part of it. I'd have never stayed at Celtic Park. That's why I had an opportunity to stay and I would never have done that no. because I, I couldn't have turned up my Saturday and there was only two subs then. Sure. So you didn't <laughs> you know, want to be I didn't a want to be a sub. No, yeah. no. If I wasn't starting or sure. having a chance to start and get left out of the team because of my performances, I wouldn't have wanted to be well, there. What Scott, Scott Arfield does, he's a dying breed. Yeah. In what way? In terms of a midfield runner. Mm -hmm. 
Now he doesn't really get involved in the build up he plays mm. we, 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 you, if you watch it yeah. he'll just go and he'll run into areas Space. where defenders do not yeah. like yeah. and he's got a knack He's got a real knack of getting on the end of, of balls, whether that's cross balls, whether that's through balls. Um, Why is that a dying breed, do you think? Because of the system. Yeah. yeah. And sure. I think a lot of players like to be nice on the ball and yeah. get the ball and, and look sure. the part. And I think there's... there's um, I like players who don't. I mean, that's pretty much Frank Lampard was like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He never sure. real. I mean, I played against him a number of times and I was looking forward to playing against Frank Lampard and I'm thinking to myself, He's not really getting involved here, but here you take your popped up eye off it for a second, bang, he was off your shoulder. And that's what Scott Arfield's like. Yeah, look, I'm not saying he's like Frank Lampard, but I just think there's no many midfielders mm. like that. And you have um, to have about. that, Paul, now, because yeah. if you're playing with one striker, mm. which predominantly most teams are doing, yeah. they're playing with one striker. So you need people that's going to, whether it's in the wide area where Celtic do fantastically well, because their wide players got a lot yeah. of goals. You know what I mean? They get a lot of assists for the two central boys. Callum's a little bit deeper, but the two boys either play right or left create opportunities. So your goals have to be spread about there because you're playing with one striker predominantly now. The opposite wide players, as Barry spoke about, Abada and that getting mm -hmm. in at Celtic, Jota, Mieda, you name it, Haksabanovic. They've all come up with big goals at important times. You know, then that's when we go back talking about Ryan Kent. You look at his numbers compared to a Jota mm -hmm. in the same position. Mm -hmm. Then you think, wow, that's completely different. You can see why the success is there. On Ryan Jack, you've been in football management for 25 years, Peter. Would you be doing a deal for the new season to say pay as you play? So if he stays fit, he gets more than he would get. Not, can you do that? Uh, yeah, but I think that's really difficult for players. Players okay. want that, you know, the guarantees are so important. Yeah. You know, I think the biggest thing Ryan will have to make the decision on, does he want to stay at Rangers okay. if there's other people sure. chatting the door for him? And at the end of the day, you know, Rangers have been faithful with him through his injury period. He's done well for Rangers sure. when he's been available. But as I said, I think that's the biggest problem Rangers have had. They've had a lot of injuries, you know. I don't know the reason why. They seem to, and we talked about players like Kieran Dowell and that coming, who's probably had an injury season, mm -hmm. you know. And it's difficult when you've not had that run of games and if you don't want to be buying that again. And I think that's what Rangers will be very, very conscious of that if they keep bringing players that have not had a lot of games mm -hmm. in their leg. We spoke about it last week, I think it was, or the week before. You need guys that's coming in ready, and Barry spoke about it. You need ready guys coming in that's ready to start pre-season and play all the games if they're called upon. Ange Postacoglu said last night, I want to take... <laughs> the microphone fell there. Sorry, James. <laughs> I, I want to take it to the next level next season. Barry, does that worry you? What does it mean? Where's well, it going to be? It doesn't surprise me. Um, I, I said even before the, the old firm game at the weekend um, that I, I thought Postacoglu would have went out and, mm. and spent a fair bit of money to bring in even better what's already there. Um, so it doesn't, it shouldn't catch Rangers by surprise. I think that's since he's been in Scotland, Postacoglu, he strikes me as a man as he always wants to keep improving, and that's what Celtic are going to do in the summer. I've no doubt, and maybe after the game where I'm giving a few players the opportunity to play, maybe then he's took a step back and think, maybe it's a couple more I need. Um, and maybe his squad is not as strong as he maybe thought, but there's no doubt he'll go out and 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 buy players to, to make the starting 11 at Celtic even stronger. So that's why Rangers and Michael Bale knows he's got such a massive job in his hands in terms of his recruitment. Sure. Peter, what about the Celtic squad then? Is it not as strong as we thought a few weeks no, ago? No, I think it's still as strong if they're all fully fit. Paul, there's yeah. absolutely no doubt in that. The biggest problem you've got, and Barry will tell you, being an ex-pro, in the respect that if you're not playing games and getting that 90 minutes in constantly, it's very, very difficult 
you know, to all of a sudden think, I'm going for training to play the game. You know, no matter how hard you try, and I can imagine the intensity at Celtic's training ground, I can imagine that, as I said to that competitive edge they've got every day. But that competitive edge goes when you're playing a match, as a match fitness that people always talk about. And that's difficult, you know, and especially if the team don't play particularly well on the day, it makes you look as if you've not played well. But you could say about, oh, Listen, never done a lot. Not a lot of balls forward, not a lot of chances. Yeah. He was so close. Yeah, that's what the I'm saying. The chip, yeah. the chip goes in. All of a sudden, everybody's telling me he's brilliant, and yeah, that's sure. the fine line. Yeah. You know what I mean? And as Bay, sorry, is he? Do you think he's going to make it? Well, the difficulty is, you know, we, we speak about it and we think how many chances he got. I think they thought he was going to come in here and be Greg's yeah. number one, really, and Greg mm. chasing him. You know, but Greg's done fantastically well, fantastically well, and he deserved to hold on to his spot. And it's very difficult, and as I said, to play that position slightly different. And he plays it different to what Greg does now. Yeah. You know, he does it different for Alistair Johnson came in and settled in quicker because I think he got, obviously get more run of games because he was the number one in Rolson was out. So it wasn't as if they were swapping the right back and the right back with somebody else. And Greg's done fantastically well. So it's difficult, as I said, to come into that particular game. And when the team doesn't play well, because listen, no matter what, Barry will tell you, when your team is playing well, it's easy to fit in anybody. Everybody looks, thinks you look brilliant. How did you think they were at the weekend? Didn't play well on the day. You know, there's Rangers. To be fair, I'm not saying Celtic didn't play well. Rangers did well. Put them under a bit of pressure. Put them. Uh, try to stop them, make them play, and all the things you talk about playing. Try to play on. People say the front foot. Try to say, well, don't lift your head. Don't let me play forward. Don't let me play between the lines. And they've done that a few times. Celtic did get away. Celtic still could have scored three. <laughs> you know, goals a bad, a big chance. You know, you always big mm -hmm. chance. You know, you look at it and you think to yourself, the, the, the O'Reilly's a great save, but they're big moments mm -hmm. and they make a hell of a difference. Paul, I told you before, in all the years, but even through our tough times, we played really well against Rangers. I told you that before. Yeah. But Andy Gorham was magnificent, but yeah. we still come out as losers, and that's all the only people can earn themselves about is you come off that game and you've lost a game. The thing that pleased me is a disappointment in everybody's face, players, coaches. Um, the manager and the supporters because that shows you how important the game is people were asking me before the game I was at a dead rubber because Celtic are going for that there's no such thing there's a massive disappointment I'm only talking as a supporter now and there's a massive disappointment because you want to beat Rangers all the time you know you want to play your best all the time but it's not always possible but listen you've got to say well done to Rangers they got a result they worked hard at it and they got the result they deserved on the day the, the difference for Rangers was both boxes they, they took their opportunities at the right time and they defended their box really well. Um, and I think if you look back in previous games, that's the thing that's let Rangers down. Okay, in between the 18-yard um, lines where good passages they play. But where it really matters in games is you've got to be ruthless in both boxes. Sure. And that's what Celtic have been previous. And that's what Rangers had to do um, at, at the weekend. And, and certainly they did. And getting the goal early does does help you certainly yeah. when you've got home advantage if you score early then you put a bit of pressure and then listen that gives you a massive lift it lifts the, f the full stadium mm. and as a player you sense that and you feel that was it a quiet weekend in your household then Peter? very quiet yeah <laughs> Barry contrasted with. <laughs> what, do you mean, what do you mean just for the weekend? Oh, no, sorry, still, still continues. I've just come out today. Right. <laughs> Ferguson Towers, good few days for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, good party, champagne, cops, pop. That's right. Your daughter's yeah, 21st daughter. birthday. How 21st. good was that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 21. Yeah. Jeez, oh. I'm getting old, didn't I? <laughs> and that's but, his youngest. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, but listen, it's again, as I said, look, it was performance result really good. But again, I'm not going to get carried away. Um, it's. Where it's mattered, Rangers have not produced the goods 
they've been trophyless this season. Now they've laid a marker. They've put it down and says, "Listen, they can produce that sort of performance." Players have stood up. I thought Cantwell, yeah. he's starting now. He, he step it up. He's he's looking the part. Um, I know of. He says a few things in the in the yeah. press or whatever, but his quality mm. you, you can't doubt his quality. He has got good quality, good energy, good aggression about him. Raskin, um, I thought you, Yilmaz, who I've not seen too much of, um, done really well. Suter, delighted to see him come in and, and play. His injury problems have been an absolute nightmare for him. But I said it when when Rangers had the opportunity to sign him in a free transfer. You've got to you've got to take that opportunity. He has got he has got real good ability and young McCrory and goals. Revelation, um, maybe. Yeah. No, we keep quite. going on about young. He's twenty-five. Yeah, sure. He's now got the experience of playing five games. Mm. I think five clean sheets. Mm. He's been learning underneath. For me, a top-class goalkeeper. So uh, give him the chance to go and be Rangers number one. Quick break, and then you can speak to Peter Grant and Barry Ferguson. You know the number: oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred, or join the conversation at Go Football Show. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk, your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go. Paul Kinney with Barry Ferguson and Peter Grant and the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700, plenty on the go this late in the season. Some of the headlines today, well, you heard it there at five, Ivan Tony banned for eight months, so he's out until January 2024 because of the, the betting irregularities. Uh, huge games tonight, Airdrie against Hamilton, 7.35 kickoff, and of course, Manchester City against Real Madrid Pep Guardiola is he going to make it to the final is he going to win it because he'll be up against Inter Milan would you think Barry if they get to the final you, they would be favourites whoever wins tonight is the favourite yeah slight favourites right. but listen Inter Milan, Milan are there for a reason because yeah. they're a very good team as well you've you seen that in the first the first game against AC I, I thought they were so impressive um, last night you knew AC Milan had to do better but I, I thought Inter Milan still looked to the most likely team to get through into the final. Um, so whoever gets through tonight know they've got a tough game against um, Inter Milan because you know what Italians are like. They know how to defend and their set up in terms of their shape or whatever's always spot on. Some atmosphere last night, wasn't it, in the San Siro? Phenomenal. You know, it's incredible. Uh, both teams play there and obviously the home and away legs the same, really, yeah. in that respect. But how the fans turned the amount of fans turned around, you know, it was all blue last night yeah. for the week before, it was all red. But that 11 minutes, it shows you in the first game how critical it was. And that's what we talk about at that level. If your concentration levels are not correct against the types of teams, they punishing, then you can be over. And that's what we're saying, going into the game tonight, you, you, you could say, oh, their favourites are their favourites. But you've lapses of concentration against these guys. They kill you. And they don't let you back in then because they can do both sides of the game very well. One of the stories today, guys, is that our own Craig Moore has been mentioned as a future director of football at Rangers. Barry, what's the inside news? Is he going to be? I, I honestly... I, I don't know the, the situation what's happening but if you ask my opinion yeah. I think he would be ideal for the, the job and I'm not just saying that because he's a, a good friend of mine he's had the experience before at Brisbane Roar mm-hmm. um, for three years he built an academy he was in, uh, head of the, the transfers um, so he, he's done that gig before he's a real football buff when you sit beside him um, you're, you're wanting to get up and walk away at times because it's just all about football. football all yeah, the time but that's, that's yeah. just the way Big Oz is so for me I, I think he um, 
he would be ideal for the, the role at, at Rangers. Whether they're going to have a director of football, who knows, but if it becomes available, I would imagine that he would bring me a good shout at least to go and, and sit down with Rangers. And I think once you sit down with him, you'll find out how much he knows about football. Because um, he obviously is doing a bit of agents work just now. He's all over the, the world, as we know. Yeah. Um, he's never here in, in Scotland. It's hard to tie him down <laughs> at, at, at times. But if you ask my honest opinion, I think he would be ideal for it. Well, he's here tomorrow night at five. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's, he's going to be well, unless we, <laughs> unless we get the puff of smoke from Ibrox that if we can have that. But, uh, he's going to go to... Well, we'll find out. And if anyone would know it, yeah. because I think it's always important you have a connection with the club in that yep. respect but not an ex-player just going in I mean I'm seeing Deco's going in at Barcelona yep. I don't know whether he's got you know he's a fantastic player uh, yeah. but I know Oz has done all the studying sure. to be honest he's worked with Australia he worked with Ange didn't he yeah, he worked indeed, with Ange yeah. you know as well so it'd be the national team so he knows all these things that's got yep. to be done but also he's the other side of buying and selling players sort of thing you know and negotiating all the things that's got to come at the table and as you say he's got an eye for a player yeah. because he's played it but he's not just based here he's all over the world yeah. looking at players so it's important for them and some people you don't know everything mm. and listen to work for Rangers for him I'm sure would be a dream and there'll not be many people that'll be capable of doing no. the job that he could do because he's been through it before he's a Rangers man now here's Sean a Rangers man on the line Sean good evening Alright guys, oh, I'm buzzing for the game tonight, so I'm <laughs> Excellent. So I'm not going to do the old Airdrie Hamilton. Yeah, what are you thinking? <laughs> I know we are. <laughs> no, but we are. I think everyone is, honestly, today in at Mercantile Chambers. We're speaking about Big Peter, who's still smiling from the result on Saturday. <laughs> Big Peter, massive Rangers guy, but he spoke about it tonight as well. So Sean, what do you think is going to happen? Because it's jeopardy though, isn't it? Because yeah, we know what can, Man City can do, but the wily foxes of Real Madrid... I think, I think Man City's got to just go right out and attack tonight. I think it's got to be... It, it'll be one of these games you can't... You'll not be able to even look at your phone. It'll just it'll be like blockbuster. I think, man, see, all the, see the money Man City spent over the years. I, I'm a wee bit biased because I go into Man City games as yeah. well. But see all the money they've spent over the years, they really need to get the Champions League. You can't spend all that money and then basically just win leagues and that. I think you need to win the Champions League and I think that's really about the one. If they beat Real Madrid tonight, I'd basically say Man City's won, won it. It's an interesting one, Sean, because I'm looking at the, the problems they could cause them and you look at the wide areas where Manchester City like their full-backs either to come inside again and Vinicius and that, they just stay out there and they're so quick. You can't get yeah. back to them and it's always a get-out-of-jail card for Real Madrid. They defend really well, they're very positive and I just think, I fancy Manchester City tonight as well but I just think when that ball turns over, they've got such good players in the middle of the pitch, the Modric's and this and the Cruises and that are ph phenomenal players. And they always seem to do the right thing. And that's my concern for Manchester City, is the players that's another pitch, not the, the name of the club, because sometimes you can play the name of the club, but it's the players that's actually playing for Real Madrid that can cause the problem at Manchester City. But I do fancy them tonight, Manchester City. I mean, you look at that midfield battle, you look at Real Madrid, Cruz and Modric, and then you look at Man City, Gundogan, Rodri, De Bruyne, I'll be back uh, t tonight. Um, so, yeah, I, I, honestly, I can't wait for this show to finish and get right back. <laughs> a lot of people are saying that. <laughs> and get right back and sit down because I, I think it's going to be one of the best games about. Yeah. And you've got, to, as you say, Man City, fantastic players, but they've got to be wary of the experience and the quality that Real Madrid have got. Benzema up top as well. <laughs> we haven't I mean, even mentioned them yet. Two centre forwards, yeah. Benzema yeah. and Haaland. Two of the best. Two of Absolutely. the best about. Phenomenal.
Sean, what about your own club as well? Okay, Man City, one of them. But what about Rangers? What do you feel? What, what do you feel when you hear Ange Postacoglu saying, I'm going to take Celtic to the next level? Well, I think he's got to say that as well. But I think, like, see, to be honest, I think uh, Ange will stay another year at Celtic. I think mm. his ambition after next season will be to have a, a shot at the English Premier League. But I only think I'll, I'll, I'll say about Ange, mm. he'll no walk, he'll no do a Brendan Rodgers in that and walk out. Mm. He'll wait till the league's finished next season. And if Celtic win the league or Celtic finish second, I think they'll say goodbye and they'll have a wee, a wee shot down England in the Premier League. Because I think, I think he's got uh, what it takes to manage a Premier League team. Mm. Maybe by in the top five. Mm-hmm. Is there a thing about three years at the top? And I know you can talk about other managers who've been longer, Barry, but you know, even Brendan Rodgers, season three, four, it's, it's more difficult. Do you think Ange will do another year? Yeah, I mean, I, I think he'll be, be here. I, I, I think maybe even a, a, a couple of years. Okay. Um, and I, I, as I says, I, I think he knows the summer's pretty big for, for Celtic as well because I, I think he knows the best time to strengthen is when you're obviously in top, which mm-hmm. Celtic are at this moment in time. Um, can you better a, a, a treble I mean they've not got the treble yet no. I know they've still got Cali Thistle but it looks likely they're going to have too much for Cali Thistle I think now he's looking at maybe bringing in and don't be surprised if he goes on goes in and brings in a, a couple of big marquee signings because um, I think if he's wanting to do anything it's the Champions League because they've done well no doubt about it in the games but listen they finished bottom so that's something yeah. that he'll want to try and improve on. But I don't think he's a type of manager. I think he's got a project and I think he'll see that project out. At this point, people normally would say, Peter and Barry and Sean, right, how much has he got to spend? Who's the marquee signing? But he's turned them into marquee signings, but I didn't know anything about Kyogo, you know. Yeah. Carter Vickers I, think, was... I think that's the problem. You yeah. see that type of signing. How do you get them? Hmm. It's going to cost you a lot of money. And I'm not sure he would do that. He would rather have a team player you know, yep. that's going to, that's the way his team's built. You know, everybody's got to buy into what they're trying to do. He will look at it, he'll look at the squad, the guys that have been on the periphery, not had a lot of games, and think, well, okay, I maybe need to move these guys out to make some money up. But yeah, even if he makes, I don't know how many millions from the transfer market, I don't think he'll put it in one or two players. He'll go out there and it maybe become marquee signs in the respect of that. But I don't think he's going to go out there and just bring a big name in for the sake of or making everybody uh, happy and saying oh, I'll become a better yeah. team I think it'll be a quality player I think the one you will look at is starters then that becomes completely different because then it's guys that's playing week in week out become your substitutes then people start to raise their eyes at that and that's the sort of thing and we've spoke about it many times there is nothing better when you turn up in pre-season as a player staff everything you name it and there's a quality players there and it just lifts everybody and then the other ones, it's not been playing so often and been a wee bit disillusioned in the respect of that because you do get disillusioned no matter how much you want to hide it. If you're not on the pitch playing, you want of to be course, playing. Yeah. So some of these guys want to go away and play and I'm sure the managers had that conversation with them also. Yeah. I'll rephrase that in terms of marquee signs. What I was meaning is, I think you might see Celtic going and breaking their transfer record yeah. that they paid for Edward. I think they yeah, might yeah. go, and I, I'm not saying that's someday for the Premier League, mm. that might be someday for the Bundesliga sure. or the Spanish yeah. League or another... Yeah. Japanese um, player so I, I think if the right player becomes available I, I'm sure Celtic would, would back him because he's record already in the transfer market Sean what's your thinking this week then about transfers into Rangers Cantwell has it's been a great start for him Raskin as well they're talking about Tom Lawrence being back I'd forgotten he was out since late August it's such yep. a long time Sean what are you thinking and where who do you want to see coming in? 
I'd like to, well, we definitely would like to see one or two more strikers and all our centre-backs. I, I think mm-hmm. Goldstein, um, just somebody to cover with Goldstein because um, Davis, he started kicking, uh, coming good, but I thought when he first came in, I thought he was a wee bit shaky. So I would like another centre-back, but another striker and we'll probably always go for a midfielder because we seem to like midfielders. But I, I'm just, I think Rangers need to go to spend a, a, a few pounds in this transfer window to, Challenge Celtic, and let's be honest, we want to at least put. If we're going to be in the Champions League group stages, I know it's. I think it's changed next season the way the system works, but we want to at least um, get a couple of wee wins. You don't want to go out and get fast five six one again. That was a, that was hard watch. Sean, would you take like say Aribo back? Was getting mentioned today. He was getting mentioned, but Joe Aribo, or do you think you've getting too many of that types of players in the middle of the pitch? And as you say, probably desperate for a number nine. Or would you take Aribo back? Um, See, to be honest, I, I like Kerry Bowles, maybe would, but I, I think it would be down to probably wages now. And, yes. Because I don't know where he'll be on at um, um, Southampton. Is it Southampton? Yeah. yeah, but I think there's maybe a thing there, because if you remember when Rangers sold him, so I don't know much has been paid so far. So they maybe say it's right. part of the deal, you know, so you, oh, right, he was 10 million, but they've only paid 5 million, it will give you him for 5 million, you've got left to play, you don't need to pay us anymore. Yes, you're right. Yeah, I would do that. The wages. But it'll be interesting how they've done that. But I just see them getting mentioned. Sometimes that's yes. that's the interesting one because we spoke about it here before. Sometimes you've got to be careful when you leave a Celtic Rangers because sure. it's not always going on the other side. That that's a fact, and it's been proven that with these players. It was on the show here last yeah, night. We I asked. I would take him a yeah. back in a heartbeat, but right. he would need to take a massive wage cut mm-hmm. to come back. Rangers could get nowhere near his salary that he's he's on just now. Um, they've been relegated. They might look to offload them, but yeah. the they pay £7 million they might look mm-hmm. for £3 million back or something or whatever Grant has just mentioned there might be some money still owed or whatever but he would need to take a hell of a wage cut to come back what would he bring to the team as it I would, evolves I would bring yeah. him back He's, yeah. he can play anywhere across the middle yeah. that's what I liked about Joe Arebo he got him for four hundred grand for um, Charlton mm-hmm. and I just thought year on year he improved and he got better and better and I thought he was the type of player that was down there and kicked on he did, I, I think. I just I think it was a bit unfortunate, mm-hmm. Barry, with the, the manager situation mm-hmm. changing. And the way you're talking about Ward Prowse talking about since the start of the season, he felt there was a change. And that's no ideal for a new player going mm-hmm. in, is it? You know, you know that yourself. When you get into a changing room, sure. if there's a bit of unrest and that, and you're just signing, it's no very positive environment no, to sure. get into. So you're not going to get the best out of him. But if he's available and it works out for Rangers, take him all day long. Well, that was our suggestion on the show last night. Big John Hartson said, it yeah, comes down absolutely, to, the it money. Comes down yeah. to money. But it could be a deal, as you said. They're relegated. Maybe there is a deal. Mm-hmm. Perhaps, yeah. yeah. And, of course, he scored in the final I liked last him. year. Great balance, strong, could pop the ball in the back of the, mm-hmm. the, the pokey. Um, yeah. No, I really liked him. I thought he had all the attributes to be a, a top midfielder. It happens sometimes when you move, it doesn't work. Yeah. It's yeah. clearly no work for Joe. So I, I'm sure he'll look to, to see who's the new manager at, at Southampton first because I'm pretty sure that the manager just now will not get the job to try and bring him back to the Premier League so he said that what is that three managers he's had I know, I know. in a season sure. which is no ideal for a new signing you mentioned Manchester the city of Manchester Barry you came back from Manchester 15 years ago today after the Europa League final which is a day that you've never watched the game back but no um, never no. never because we get beat I know can you ever will watch it no Honestly, yeah. Nope. Never. I've watched it about 10 times. <laughs> I'm only joking. <laughs> I know. I'm only joking. Uh, Sean, Never can you believe it. that was 15 years ago? 
Oh, it doesn't. It actually doesn't even feel as long as that man. It only feels about ten years ago, but just gutted we never won it. So I, I see, to be honest, yep. Barry will have a have a better idea. Barry, I actually think when you went down to Manchester, I just think he's all um, basically ran into the ground. Actually, mm-hmm. I think he's odd tried, but I just think the legs just all kind of went, and obviously we're not getting the break. And I think was it. Is there any Did they not get a couple of days break? I'm not making excuses A couple of weeks mm. uh, I see. <laughs> uh, No the, Listen I Never use that as a, I would never use that As an excuse Sean You know what I mean And nobody used that As an excuse right after the final Because yeah. obviously When we're in And we spoke about it It's no ideal We, we were we were running into the ground Guys were playing with injuries It wasn't the ideal but listen Listen you can't change it That That's what was put in front of us We had to deal with it And we just Fell at the, the final hurdle, um, but yeah, it was a it was a very good Zenit side. To be fair, you know some yeah, top they, they top quality good. players. Yeah. You know what I mean? They were but a good I think side. When we were kind of I wouldn't say fresh, but when we were at that kind of stage when we mm. were comfy with the three games a week and you were getting that wee bit of respite, I think we were we were more than a a match because we had a certain way of playing. Um, but we, listen, and fair play to some of the guys, we are some of them shouldn't have been playing mm. when they actually put themselves forward to to, to um, go and play the game but yeah it was um, yeah it was something that I look back and it was a great run but regret because you you don't need to win it sure. mm-hmm. when you get to the final there's nothing worse than getting than getting beat Sean thanks for your call The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk your local friendly experts for new and used cars Let's go Go Radio Football Show we're looking forward to the weekend as well Hearts against Aberdeen who's going to be third probably the Dons we'll ask Peter and Barry shortly Uh, Hibs against Rangers the big game on Sunday can Rangers continue what they did at the weekend against the champions the champions Celtic against St Mirren Celtic back at uh, in the East End. It's been a while since they've had a, a home game in the league. Discuss. <laughs> Livingston against Dundee United and Motherwell against Ross County. And the other game I didn't mention was Kilmarnock against St. Johnson. And I will because 15 years ago today, the former Kilmarnock manager was taken away far too soon. He was such a young man, was the late, great Tommy Burns. You both know him so well, Barry. Um, Peter, he was one of your greatest friends and people remember him as an all-time great Celt but what a great person is what people tell I knew him not the way you did everyone says what a, a special man Tommy Burns was yeah that's exactly what he was and forget the footballer that's the, the person I remember he was a fantastic guy for the day and hour I met him I remember one of the first times more on a consistent basis was obviously about 15 when he at Celtic Park him and the great Danny McGrain looked after us for that day and we ended up having a special bond. I don't know why we just clicked. I don't know if it was because we were Celtic daft and we spoke about it all the time. We are football daft. We love watching football, talking about football. We're always in each other's company. We ended up going on holiday together. And that was probably the only time that I stopped speaking to him was when he became manager. Because I found it really difficult because he was such a close friend and they used to, we used to be on the phone every day and whatever, you know. So, But I was, I was a special, special man. And like the FA Cup final when we were West Ham and that, him and Rosemary were down at the game, I invited him down at the game and whatever. But going on holiday with him. But, and then I had the honour, unfortunately, lifting his, his coffin, obviously, along with Walter and Ali and Packy and George McCluskey, Danny and all that. And it was something special. I never thought I'd get that honour. And it was an honour and a privilege, but as you say, far too young. And you think about him every day. There is, there's not a day goes by I don't think of him. Um, and it's, it's still sad to this day. But 
great credit to Rangers. Barry was talking about the cup final earlier on there. The thing that sticks in my mind when Rangers were coming back from Manchester, they stopped off at Celtic Park to pay their respects. And we all say there's that, that anger and frustration between yeah. Celtic and Rangers all the time. But that just showed a bit of class that day, you know, to draw in with Walter and the, the, all the players, especially after a massive disappointment went through herself. But I think that was the respect that Tommy held in the, the, the game in Scotland. But not just in Scotland. Everybody talked about Tommy Burns as his only good memories. And that's the thing, as you say, if you leave this earth, that's all you want people to remember you by. And there's nobody more special than he was. And Barry, that's so true that, you know, yeah, just stopped I off huge the way respect. back. Yeah. Forum and um, work with him at, at, at Scotland. Um, brilliant coach, real football man. Um, he was a central midfielder. I mm -hmm. remember when I was a puppy. Um, my dad and my brother obviously tell me about him, and obviously you see old footage. Mm -hmm. um, and he was a, had a one day a, a left foot, and for yeah. me being a midfielder, he would he would uh, talk me through some situations mm -hmm. that I thought. I could improve and I'm a Rangers player yeah, <laughs> and he's a, a Celtic yeah. man so that, that, that sums, him, sums him up and yeah no he was a, a brilliant guy got on with everybody um, as I says good laugh about the place as well like all, always bubbly every Sunday when we were in the hotel he would always remember me he was off to chapel <laughs> <laughs> that was him away to chapel yeah. um, but no nothing yeah. but um, total respect for him and, and I, I found him not just a, a real good coach a a real top guy as well. Tommy Twist, Tommy Turns, I Tommy Burns, remember You this? were saying about the love yeah. of left foot. Yeah. People don't know that when Liam Brady went to Juventus from Arsenal, Terry Neal tried to sign him to replace him. Tried to sign Tommy? Tommy Burns. That's how good a player he was. Mm. And he, he was the first foreign Scotsman I've ever known because you ever see Tommy running at pace, he was the only guy I could ever see trip myself up. <laughs> the amount of free kicks we used to yeah, get, yeah. him trip myself <laughs> up, just click his own heels because yeah. he had fantastically quick feet. But honest to God, good job there was no VAR then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Chopped <laughs> off a few Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. What, what was his best moment, do you think? You know him so well, you were with him at many of them. What do you think was his best moment in football for him? Would that be a... I think being the manager yeah. at Celtic and coming back, and obviously winning the cup final. Yeah, 95. You know, yeah, I think that. And he built a team that he felt was going to get better mm -hmm. and better. You know, the Canio, Tom, yeah. Cadetti, Van Hoydonk, McStay, obviously. Um, and we were a really good side and he just wanted to we've spoke about it now we speak about managers wanting to sign a better quality all the time and that's what he desperately wanted to do obviously Fergus and that maybe thought that they never had the finance to do that but Tommy wanted to have the perfect team Tommy would go and watch Ajax a lot especially when he was a young coach you would go and watch them when they were at their best and you played against them obviously but he loved the, the Dutch football and the total football and that was the demands on him, but very, 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 very passionate about his game. You know, he loved the game. I mean, he asked Rosemary maybe 10 o'clock at night before he came in, and that'd be him for 10 o'clock in the morning. Mm. Um, as I say, on the training pitch. I was at Reading with him, he asked me to come as his coach. Yeah. Two and a half hours we were on doing a training session in the morning one day. Big Packy was his assistant at the time, and I'm the player. I was a player, I'd went as a sort of player coach. And I went up to him and I went, Packy, you need to tell the gaffer. I've been on here for two and a half hours. It's a Friday. Scorching yeah. hot. Yeah. And we've started to travel yet. And he's like, no, you tell him. So I've got up to get up to the manager's ear. They said he's here and Gaffer. You're a player. We've been up here for two and a half hours and it's roasting and yeah. the players are all falling off their feet. And he's like, is that right? Mm -hmm. But that's how intense he was about his football. He would want, as Barry spoke about, he was talking to a centre-half at about, and I say, if I say half an hour, just say, when the ball's this side, you move here, this same centre-half couldn't get it right once the game. He'd say, yeah, 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 show him, show him. They'd start again. 
and he'd been the wrong side again. Tommy turned half an hour, and this was this was the way he was because he wanted everybody to be perfect, everything to be perfect, and coach perfect. He was just a terrific guy, and as Barry said, he wanted everybody. It didn't matter what you were, who you were. He wanted to try and make you better. But anybody that bumped into him, I'd never had a bad word to say about him. And that's, as I say, that's the biggest credit I can put him out of anything. And he would have been, I think he'd have been chuffed, Barry, the way that he brought, it was so tragic, 51 years old when he died, but the way the city came together, the respect yeah, and the love for Tommy I, Burns. It, it was no surprise to me that yeah. that's what, what happened. Because you knew him. Yeah, yeah. listen, Away, he was a, a real Celtic man, but the amount of ex Rangers players um, are, are people um, who yeah. knew him, who turned up. Um, no, he, he was. Uh, I, I, I just I, I liked him. See the way that he coached. He, he coached not a, a different way. It was like kind of would take you away one on one, and he would explain. But as Granny says, you think to yourself, right. Training's finished. We've got a bus to catch here. <laughs> He's still walking yeah. about the pitch with me, telling yeah. me, um, the, advising me what I should do better. But listen, to be honest with you, I took it all in because you've, you've got to listen. He, he played at a high level and he coached at a, a high level. But that's the type of guy. It never mattered. I was yeah. Rangers captain mm-hmm. at the time. And he was telling me what I should improve mm-hmm. on. As you would probably think, yeah. it would be the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But no, he, he was, he was, a, and run about the, the Scot, Scotland camp as well. He was bright, he was always bubbly, um, having a laugh and a Singing Mac the Knife. Uh, yeah, that but, was his favourite, yeah. singing Mac the Knife. And, and his boxes, I don't know if you ever had his box, biggest boxes <laughs> ever. What do you mean? Well, normally you're, you're, you have a my V2, but oh, it'd be, yeah. you normally it'd be 100. <laughs> Yeah. 30 yards by 30 yards and you're thinking to yourself yeah. what size of this <laughs> oh it was unbelievable but as you say we used to have a laugh because was, I used to say right we'd, we're talking about it but it was only as a joke we'd say right somebody watch this and we'd pick a song and as soon as Tommy walked in I'd start maybe having a wee whistle at this particular song mm-hmm. and you could guarantee we'd go for the seconds you know we'd say five seconds three seconds two seconds uh-huh. whatever it was before he joined in before Tommy joined in because yeah. uh-huh. soon as he heard somebody uh, yeah. uh, have uh-huh. a song he'd start and then we'd, we'd all cheer because yeah. then we'd be handing the, we'd yeah, be, or somebody would be making the tea or whatever and that was the way he'd done it he was just like that no matter what he'd fall out of you and, I mean I'd toe to toes with him you know and all that Did sort you? of yeah. oh yeah 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 because I don't mean he was a generaliser but he said you don't care enough or he's, uh-huh. he's yeah. not playing well enough and that's done up oh no I'm not having that uh-huh. he said I'm no surprise he's saying some, you know so he knew that with me, you know, and he accepted that. And that was the way I was. And that was the way he was. He just wanted to win everything, but he wanted everything to be perfect. He wanted the team to play perfect. He wanted training to be perfect. He wanted his team, everybody to come and enjoy watching his team playing. Did we miss a trick not having him in the 82 World Cup? He was in the squad, wasn't he? But it was remember, it was pared down right at the end. He had the suit. he still got the suit. That's right, exactly. <laughs> Barry, he had the suit. You know how they had the squad of whatever it was, say 25, but it goes down to 23 or something. And he missed out on it. Tommy Burns as well. But after who, playing who at Wembley. It missed out? Um, who, he, played a, at, he played at Wembley that question. game, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did. He played at Wembley and after the game, God rest Jock Steen, yeah. the great yeah. Jock Steen. And it must have been tough for him. Because oh, Tommy's been. one of sure. these lovable guys and yeah. a good play, mm. top player. But listen, you've got to look at that squad as well. What a squad of players that was. Mm. You know, Scotland's probably at its best. It was. It was at some, that particular some time. Squad. You know, so. I'm trying to think who the other player was that missed out. It wasn't Ray Stewart, was it? It could have been. Yeah, I don't think he was there. And, but you'd Dalglish there. You'd yeah, I don't think. Before Sunnis. I, I think um, maybe. I could so maybe have been Danny McRae. at that stage, then? Mm. Oh, you'd. Well, John Watt would have been in that group yeah, of he, players. He definitely scored a lot was. of goals. Yeah, John. Yeah. You know, it's got Sunnis. Mm-hmm. You know. 
uh, who else? What, what year was that? It was 82. So... What was it, 82 one? It, it was 82 in Spain. Spain? Yeah, that, that was oh, home yeah, that was... But it just shows you the talent that we had oh, at that absolutely. time. Oh, absolutely. It was a yeah. massive, massive yep. group of talent, you know. And, and, and he played, as I said, and he played well at Wembley. I think mm. that was a disappointing yeah, thing for him. I think right. he played well. That was home internationals, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and he played at Wembley that day and done really well. Yeah. Then after the game, they pulled him and said that he wasn't going, obviously, but he keeps going on about it. So I've still got the suit in case I get called up. Yeah. <laughs> Just remembering the late, great Tommy Burns. And uh, that was news to me, probably to you, Barry, as well, that Arsenal wanted him yeah. when uh, Liam Brady went to Juventus. Can't get so... higher accolade than that because there was no money sure. better than Liam with a left foot like that. Um, yeah. But Tommy, yeah, Terry Neal came in to try and get him. And probably it was the first time I've ever seen him not being professional because... I think the club ten, didn't take him in pre-season mm -hmm. and I was only about 15, 16 at the time. We were doing pre-season with Bob Lennox and he was left behind and honest to God, he thought it was Robinson Crusoe who'd come into training. He was unshaven, a big massive Tommy beard. Was. He looked as if he'd put weight on and I think it was just because he'd yeah. went and huff because the club office at that particular time because you could never get out of contract because there was yeah. no bossman. It's not as if you of could course. walk away. Yeah. So the fees were asked for and then obviously his head round it and then was iconic and Celtic fans love him. History. Thanks, guys. That's our Pleasure. one. We'll be back after the news with Barry and Peter. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go. There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Calls coming in 0808 17 17 700. Peter Grant, Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney and looking forward to the weekend and also the big games tonight. Man City against Real Madrid. Get everyone talking and uh, good luck to Airdrie and Hamilton also. Championship. It's not the decider. It's the first leg tonight but it's a huge game for both clubs. Will Airdrie be coming up? Will Hamilton stay in the Championship? Uh, thinking uh, Lanarkshire here is one of Motherwell's finest although I know you live in Glasgow. Stephen Reside is on. A big Motherwell fan. Good evening Stephen. Hi guys, how are we doing? Good evening, Stephen. How are you doing, Stephen? Good, yeah. How are you? You must be, I mean, so delighted about the way the season is panning out for you. Well, ever since Stevie Hamilton let go, it's been fantastic. We've only lost two week games in that time, but just thinking back to the, the play of the year this weekend, I yeah. cannot believe that Kevin Van Dien's no won it. Now, I know Kyogo's had a great season, but you think of the service that he's getting in that Celtic side. Yeah. The chances per game must be much higher than what Kevin Van Dien's are. And I think if you look at the, the points that he's won us this season, I think it's somewhere between 25 and 30 points for his goal contribution. Yeah. So we would be down if it wasn't for Kevin Van Dien. And 26 uh, goals, isn't it, Stephen? Is that right, 26? 26 in total, 22 yeah. in the league, yeah. 
No, he's, he's, listen, I don't think there's, even there's any doubt that he's done fantastically well and you're big champions and we're talking last week about him. I know you wouldn't be happy here at being a Mullerwell support. We're talking about him. If Rangers are looking for a striker, they could go to Mullerwell and pick one up because he's, he's done fantastically well and that's the level we think he's been at this season in, in the Scottish game. I think the comparison with Kyogo is he's got to do it consistently. You're right, you're expecting more chances to be at Celtic and Rangers for sure, you're expecting that. But it just shows you, you think that about Rangers, who's their top goal scorer this season? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's uh, you know, captain. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying, so it's a fullback. Yeah. Yeah. So you're talking about, even though you create chances, you've still got to put the ball in the back of the net and people say it's the yeah, hardest absolutely. job in football, you know. But Van Veen has been phenomenal and listen, Stevie Hamill was really disappointed for him because the later he got the job and whatever, it just didn't work out, obviously. And then, but Van Veen came in, and I think you've got to give great credit to Stuart Kettlewell. He's changed the system. He's got players closer to him. There's a lot more balls coming in the box with the system that he was playing at one stage. We playing the the back the two wing backs and whatever. So there's a lot more crosses coming in the box, and I'm sure Kevin was delighted at that. You know that the ball was coming in the box, and you've got somebody like that who can put the ball in the back and it, he's just going to build on his confidence and he's, he's going to get better and better so listen I can understand the disappointment but I think you've got to always remember that the pressure that the Celtic and the Rangers it's alright people saying that they're playing at Celtic or Rangers the amount that's expected of them if they don't score 30 goals they'll get sold <laughs> that, that's the problem sure. the difference you know Barry what would you say? Yeah, I think you can be disappointed. No doubt about it. I've been so impressed with him. Um, some of his touches, I think it was, was it a couple of weeks ago, Kilmarnock at home? Some of his yep. touches yep. were absolute ridiculous. <laughs> um, yep. Excellent player, brings people into the game, knows where the back of the net is. He's had an unbelievable season. Stephen's right, he's 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 kept Murrow in the Premier League with his performances. I know what I like about him. It looks to me he's, he's a cool customer. Under a bit of pressure, um, and I like yeah, I, I love that in a in a player. Um, but I think his form is definitely went up a level since Stuart Kettlewell's come in. Definitely with the the new manager coming in, a bit of change in personnel and in, in shape has certainly helped him. Um, and, and listen, I've said I know Stephen will not like me saying this, but I think Muddle might struggle to, to hold on to him. I, I seen Stuart Kettlewell done an interview. It would need to take crazy money. And I don't blame Muddle because yeah. his form this season has been exceptional and if clubs are wanting to take him I think they'll need to pay top dollar because he's still got a year left in his contract. Stephen, how do you feel about that and what would be top dollar for you? I think, I, I mean, he's in, he's in his 30s and he's, he's going to be 32 so <laughs> probably a million because you get close to a million for him. Yeah. If, if he was in his mid-20s I'd be asking for about two or three but yeah. I don't think a club's going to come out and spend any more than a million on him because I'm not going to get much of a sell-on value there. No. Um, he's 32 uh, in two weeks' time. I think he's worth it all day long. Right. I, I'll be honest with yeah. what Stephen just mentioned there about the transfer fee, a million pounds. What you're getting is you're getting a guy who knows the league mm-hmm. and, and I'm talking if it's a Rangers, for instance. Yeah. We spoke about yeah. it last week. If it's Rangers, you're getting a guy who knows the league, who can score goals in the league and he's experienced as well. Um, so he scored against the teams in the league yeah <laughs> that's the sure. important thing yeah. you know and that's where they'll be judged See, Absolutely. technically technically yeah. he's, he's up where with, with the best about mm-hmm. yes seriously and listen I'll argue with anybody about that technically he's up there with the best about just now do you think the deal's being done just now anyone because surely I think Muddle will be desperate to keep him I think Muddle would be sitting yeah. him down saying listen you've got a year left in your contract 
you fancy signing an extension I'm sure that's what uh-huh. if I'm in the Motherwell board that's what I'd be doing at this moment in time and I'm, stu- I'm sure Stuart Kettlewell would be looking and thinking if we lost him it would take something special to replace him Stephen the ca- they nearly yeah. lost him didn't they to China am I right yeah. Stephen in the, yeah. the window yeah. so that didn't happen but I don't think before Stuart Kettlewell came in people would have looked at that and thought oh well we've lost Kevin Van Veen because he wasn't getting the opportunities wasn't he scoring the amount of he goals he still well, sco- yeah yeah he still scored goals I was just going to say that he still scored goals but it just seemed to be he wasn't getting as many chances and all of a sudden he's been on this run that conference we talk about strikers but Motherwell have always been brilliant I spoke about it last week they've always great strikers who have been on and played for Celtic or Rangers or predominantly Celtic actually Brian McClare and Andy Walkers and all these guys all came from all but then I get back to when I used to watch them as I said Wally Pettigrews yeah. it was always a team that had strikers who scored goals Dougie Arnott when mm-hmm. I played you know used to cause, score a lot of goals against Rangers at that particular time because that was hope, we always hoped the Rangers were going to be playing Motherwell because Dougie always seemed to come up with a goal yeah. against them yeah. And they've always done that. But I think Muller will, what they've got to be careful is, they've got, if they can get top dollar in this window, I think that'd be good for them in the respect to that. If they can get the money they're looking for, even though he scored all the goals, because clubs like Muller are yeah. very rarely going to get a player, you know, it's going to be, get that types of money for. Yeah. And I think well, the club, it's more important for the club to spread it and get a better team. Sure. Goal scorers are so massive, of course they are. But because financially, you know you're never going to be challenging for the championship in the respect to that and I think that's what they've just got to be careful of when they get that type of money if they get offered a million pound I'd take it and Stephen can this I weekend just make a couple yeah. of points yeah sure I, I just I think that yep yeah, he is 32 um, so I can see why why we would cash in him and I think that you need to look at it from Kevin's point of view he might want another this might be the last mm-hmm. big move in his career and I, I cannot sit here as a Motherwell fan and say that he's not earned that He's the best striker technically that I think I've seen in the Motherwood there. Okay, we've had great goal scorers and Higdon and Moulton, my team supporting yeah. us. But technically, I think he's the best ever striker that I've seen uh, pull on the Claret and Amber. He's the first player to score in eight consecutive games since the war, uh, the World War. So that, that tells you the kind of form he's in. But I think you need to look at it from the player's perspective. And I think he will want that move. Ideally, I don't want him to move to another club in Scotland because I don't want him to come back and bite us, but I don't think you can begrudge him of it. Stephen makes a good Doesn't point. He? He's 32. Yeah. This will be his last contract in terms of earning money. As a footballer, it's a short career. And I like that for, for Stephen. You don't want to lose your best players, but they also understand that uh, a player's got to think about himself. He's got a family as well to think about. So it'll be interesting to see what happens but in terms of his season this year um, and when I've seen Muddle as I says technically some of his touches I mean that one he brought out out the air see if that was somebody in the English Premier League everybody would be raving about it for sure I've seen his goal against against Celtic I was at the game Mm -hmm. and he's ran for the half William with the ball you know okay we could say about young Greg's defending wasn't great on that particular moment but the first thing he got Mm -hmm. when he got the ball is he went where's the goal and that was the thing that impressed me he just went like that I'm going for it. Yep. I'm going on my attacking at the back line. We and need, you get him for Scunthorpe, is mm-hmm. that right, Stephen? Yep. Scunthorpe, they were in yep. League Two. Who found him? Wonder who. Yeah, Alex. Yeah, well, what room before um, it, Scunthorpe? Yeah. He was a manager, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. League Two. And that's what Mother have been good at mm-hmm. over the years. They've plucked talent from either League Two or even into the, yeah. the, the Conference mm-hmm. League down there. So, um, no, he's been a. 
He's been a brilliant signing. Your manager will be looking forward to going back to Dingwall. Has he got something to prove there? Well, uh, is that for Park? So oh, sorry, of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> if he goes to Dingwall, that'll be a bit of a hole. <laughs> he goes to Dingwall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's going there for a <laughs> I, I just yeah. said he's going to Dingwall. He's going there the following day. No. <laughs> well done, Stephen. 1 0. Yeah. So, uh, that'll be some game for him, won't it? Personal pride up against a, a team that he did really well with for a long time. Yeah, listen, I think a lot of people could look at our season now and say that it's done, but I don't look at it like that. You're still, you finish seventh, you're still going to get more more money than yeah, the team that exactly. finished in eighth. Yeah. And, and I want to finish in seventh place, I think. And particularly for Stuart Kettlewell as well, he could have come in. And aside, I'm sorry, I, I love Stevie Harbour, Motherwell yeah. Legend, right? But aside, that was destined for the drop. Yeah. Destined. And, and managed to finish Basically, the top six. I think that's a fantastic achievement. Oh, I think there's no doubt. I think he's done a wonderful job, and as you say, if he finishes the top of the bottom, it'd be fantastic for him. Stephen, thanks so much for calling. Good to hear from you. Speak Cheers, to you Stephen. soon. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Take Stephen. Bye. Cheers, Stephen. I was thinking of Stephen going around the country as he does, and he does his podcast. I don't know why I said up to Dingwall. That would be. Crazy, the game is at Fir Park on a pitch that Barry... in front of you, Paul. I know, no, I listen, I know, I thought, why did I... But you I was thinking of that, I know, time, James I know. Is doing a lot it, of work All this preparatory <laughs> work, I know. And uh, it's, his, it's one of his favourite grounds now, the pitch. Oh, yeah. the pitch is like a bowling green. Yeah. Fir Park, I mean, I don't... I mean, back in the day, I hated going to Fir Park for the simple reason as there was a slope yep. and there was no grass on it and it was muddy. Now, it's, for me, it's the best surface. Well, you could, years prior to that was even better. When it was used to be open the corners, remember the big pilings right in oh, the far corner yeah, yeah, of that yeah. ball? And it used to be like that all the time, blowing a gale down it. Mm. You know, but, but very good size. Mm. was always good. Great. Yeah. Joe Watt and all that. I think we played in his testimonial, actually. Joe Watt and all these guys. It was great. Motherwell was always a really, really tough game. No matter who you played against, there always sides that were in a battle with you, you know, and the games were always close, especially when we played. It was a very, very difficult You side. played in so many testimonials. I saw one that came up on social media uh, yesterday. Was it the Mark Hughes testimonial? Mark Hughes, Simon yeah. scored a hat-trick, did he? Or I, certainly, I, or certainly I, I, I three. He scored a few goals anyway. Yeah, yeah I think there was, a few, there was a yeah. few we played. We always seem to play uh -huh. Manchester United for whatever right. reason, you yeah. know. I think they knew, I know why, because they always knew there was a 10,000. 10,000. Selig going anywhere. Yeah. And that's why they all tried to get them, you know. So great credit to the supporters for that. Barry, a few people are coming on the social saying, what about Kevin Van Veen? Now, will he go to Rangers? And why wouldn't Rangers move in? They'd, they'd get him for a million. Not I, as I think Rangers strength. need to yeah. sign two number nines. And if you're going to get a player that has quality, and I, I, I've gave you the reasons why. Yeah. I mean, technically, really good. He scored in the league. He knows the league inside out. And he's an experienced player. Um, so for me, I, I would, if there's a deal to be done at that sort of price or just underneath it, it's a no-brainer for me, that one. You both mentioned the key areas. It's the box up front and your own defence. Keep the ball out the net. Score up front. Uh, the manager, Michael Beale, after the 3-0 win. Sorry to say it again there, Peter, to you. Uh, but after, was that? After, <laughs> um, amnesia. Um, <laughs> after the game, he spoke about the back four. Yeah, because it's a new back four just coming together. Obviously, Robbie in goal, that's the second clean sheet for him. Uh, the second time in this fixture, so that, that's fantastic for him. I thought Ridvan was very good. John Sue has obviously come back from injury hell and, and uh, scores a goal in this fixture, which will he'll, he'll live long in the memory for him. And I, I thought the back four were, were good. I thought the midfield three were fantastic. And he spoke about what that win meant for him. 
I've got all the belief and faith in it regardless, but I think what it does is it gives the, the fans a lot of oxygen over the summer and, a, and, and something for them to hold on to and believe moving forward. They've had a tough season. I thought they were outstanding today. We'll promise to build a stronger Rangers next year and come back and try and do them proud. But I thought today that was how I want Rangers to come across to the outside world in terms of the energy and passion in in the stands and certainly on the pitch as well. Barry, a lot of changes at the club. The manager was the start of it when GVB left in November. New chairman, new chief exec coming in. So many changes. There'll be a new academy director. There'll be maybe a director of football. Um, is it going in the right direction and what's it going to take? It's going to take a lot of hard work and a lot of good players with the, the right uh, character um, as I said it's easy saying go and sign 7, 8, 9 players but they've got to be right they've got to have the, the right um, mental strength and they need to um, mentally be tuned in because a lot of players that come up here and I've seen it when I was in a dress room that you sign them for a, a bit of money and they're really good players because you know of them they come up and they, they can't believe the demands you get boot under but that, I'm afraid that's just what it's like in the west of Scotland um, and some people can't handle that so it's important that Michael Beale gets the right players I think the two players that he signed have certainly shown that they can handle um, playing with Rangers and in the summer um, I'm sure that's one of the things that he'll need to identify um, when he sits down and looks him in the eye and does, you've got to do your homework you just don't watch them playing football you've got to look into their background and seeing what type of characters these, these guys are so I'm looking forward to the summer because I'm interested to see what's getting brought in and how much is going to be spent because he knows that not to get carried away with that result of the weekend there's still a fair bit of surgery needed done if you have to go and take these trophies back off Celtic because listen you need to build a strong team and it's over a season it's not over one game it's over a season that they need to get that consistency levels up there because that's one thing you've got to be fair to Celtic as their consistency levels this season have been top class and that's what Rangers need to strive um, for Peter what's the news from Norwich you're our Norwich correspondent having been the manager and the coach there and you know Todd Cantwell is Kieran Dowell do you think he's coming do they still very mean? much looks yeah. that way you're listening to even like say Todd Cantwell and that speaking and Dowell obviously putting yeah. his thumbs up because they beat Celtic obviously yeah. so obviously the talk's got to him obviously he's away from Norwich now Yep. Um, that, that's done and dusted so all roads are pointing towards here but the, the Barry's 100% right they can do what they want they've got to start winning trophies because it means nothing else you know you've got to build a team that people like to watch yes for sure but on top of that you've got to win trophies and if you don't win trophies it's known as unsuccessful yep. and the battle usually becomes between the two teams of course at the end of it over the, as Barry says a long season that's what happens. Yes, you can be beating a one-off game. Celtic were beating with St Mirren um, early in the season. Celtic knew how to win when they didn't play well. You know, probably the Saturday was the first time they've not found a way to win when they've not played as well as they possibly can. And I, I think that's why the manager's looking at it. And they always, listen, people think that the Saturday's game, the manager's been looking at it. He thinks there's probably been a freshness needing round about the group. Because I say, you've either got to do one thing, Paul. If you've got players that said a long time, and a lot of players that said a long time, You've either got to change the manager yeah, sure. because they, get, they don't want to do the same things or the manager's got to freshen it by saying, right, it's a new group I'm talking to now. You know, that's the group I'm talking to. You've still got your leaders in there, like McGregor's and all that. You've still got them there for sure. Carter Vickers, Joe Hart there. 
you know, Starfelt, if they're still there, they're all guys that's been part of that. But he maybe thinks he's got to freshen all that round about it. So it's so, so important you do that. But the most important thing is you don't get time here. You have to win trophies. And the big one is obviously the league for everybody. But that's what you've got to do. Then we'll say successful. It talks cheap as they all say and it always has been. Barry, what do you think of Kieran Dale? To answer Alistair, do you think he's coming? Does I've done a bit of research and he's not played a lot of football. No. He's not played a lot of football. And I think Michael know, Michael Beale knows that he needs to get, first and foremost, he needs to get the right players in through the door as quickly as possible that first day of pre-season. But they need to be ready to go. Um, I mean, you, you can look at Cantwell who hadn't played a lot in Raskin and you can look at the pre-season because you get that four-week period to build up but Rangers have got such important games the Champions League qualifiers they need to make sure that they, they, they get into that and they need to get off to a flyer at the, the, the start of the season so yeah I, I'm I'm really keen on looking forward to the summer and, and seeing what's going to be coming through the doors there have been far too many injuries this season haven't there there have been too many yeah I'm, I'm sure that's yeah. something that you would have sat down with the medical staff mm. um, was it a certain training or whatever I'm sure everybody will have a, a look at it and because um, that's one thing I've, I've suffered quite a few injuries um, which is no ideal and that's something that they need to address as quickly as possible like say tackles not Paul you can't I, deal with them no, I know. you know yeah. you, there's nothing you can do about that but it's injuries niggling knocks or strains and the, people can't it doesn't seem as if they've been diagnosed properly and I'm not saying that's right or wrong because I'm talking from a fire but that's what it seems like because people have started back on and they felt it again you know and it's not ideal you know and anybody will tell you there's nothing worse being a footballer and you're feeling you're not 100% right flip it the other way you talk about Akimar Roof and Tom Lawrence yep. Dowell and all that start being fit and they come in fit all of a sudden Rangers are stronger anyway there is no doubt of that because there's no doubt Lawrence is a right good player you know, Kiamar Roof's as good as you'll get, you know, for the value. But is he fit enough or is he going to be fit enough? So they're the things that Rangers have got to look at. And it, it, that's why we're saying two strikers at this moment time. If you've got a fully fit guaranteed Kiamar Roof's going to be that, yeah. then you only look at one because then that allows you to put your money somewhere else. But these are the things you have to be careful with. And that's all the things that, as a manager and the staff, you're sitting there thinking, well, can we depend on him to get 60 games a season? You know, you look at Callum McGregor doing it constantly. Yeah. You know, and that's the sort of guys you need if you be robust sure. enough to do that. And as I said to you, it was an interesting thing. Last week was the first time I seen Manchester City never made a substitute. Yeah. <laughs> and I think yeah. that's part mm -hmm. of it, the problem. Because yeah. there's too you, many changes now. Sure. Yeah, you, you need a core of players that are going to churn out 30, 40, 50 games a season. Absolutely. Guys that you can hang your hat on. And I'm not saying you've got to be guaranteed to be a regular, but the manager knows I need the, that six or seven fit the vast majority of the, the, the like, season. Like James Tavenier. Yeah, he just never doesn't misses. miss it, does yeah. he? Yeah. Connor Goldson never missed That's until right. he yeah. had that slight injury before the um, the and game against Celtic a couple of weeks ago. And to be fair, Ryan Kent, when he was, you know, I know he's yeah, now out of the but picture. You, but you need, you need yeah. a core six or seven yeah. where you're going to build your team round about. And as you say, look, you can't, you can't legislate for a, a bad tackle or over the top but you need guys that you can hang your hat on and make sure they're going to be turning up every single game that you're involved in Player of the Year what do you think of the nominations for the football writers and we had the PFA the other day and also previews of this weekend next The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Your local friendly experts for new and used cars Let's go News out of Dundee 
well, last night we spoke about it. We thought that Callum Davidson was going to be confirmed as the manager, but he said no. So he's not accepting the job. Are you surprised, Peter? Yeah, it's just because of the news, like everyone else, you know, it was if it was nailed on that Callum had a yeah. job for actually the day that Gary Boyer left, really. Um, so surprising on that. But listen, Callum's done exceptionally well in his career. Sure. And they'll be looking at things and they'll saying, how can I close the gap, not on anybody else other than I've done United who are at the bottom of the table now? Because that's what you've got to look at. Are we as strong as Dundee United or anybody in that top, uh, that bottom six? And at this moment in time, I've seen Dundee a few times this year, about four or five times live, and they're not as strong as anybody in the bottom six at this moment in time. So it's something that Callum probably will be looking at because there was a lot of loans as well, Paul. And they've all went back to our clubs and a lot of boys out of contracts. So there's a lot of work to be done there. Barry, I wonder who will come in. Were you surprised Callum has said no? Yes and no. Um, maybe he feels it's too soon it's only a month that he's he's been out of a job maybe he wants to to see what else is going to come up um, you look at Dundee I, I think it's a massive job Dundee I think I've seen 20 players out of contract that can be a good or a bad thing um, black can, uh, blank canvas but then you've got to go and try and find the players Yeah. and everybody at that kind of same budget they're all chasing the same players so I would hazard a guess quite a, a fair bit of business has been done by, by other clubs. Um, so, yeah, it was a good shout. Listen, Callum's been successful at St. Johnson. Um, he had a, a couple of difficult seasons, but he managed to keep St. Johnson in the league last year. This year's been... I, I thought they would have been all right this season because mm. they had a half-decent yeah. first half of the season. A couple of iffy results. Um, but listen, I, I'm sure he'll, he'll take a, a, a bit more time out and he'll get a job sooner rather than later, hopefully. Peter, when we were on a Monday night, Barry and I had the news that Owen Coyle had left uh, Queen's Park yeah. with a heavy heart, he said. I mean, he took them up last season. He came yeah. in at March, didn't he? Yes. As you well know. Um, they came so close. Maybe it was a year too soon, but it, by his own volition, he's decided to go. Well, I was very surprised. I know they'll be disappointed the way the season panned out at the end up. You know, but I think they'd have bit your arm off they'd have been up there challenging and done as well as they did and picked up the points at the period of time when they went in front the way it's ended I'm not sure how it finished was it nine and they had one result in nine or some one victory in nine which is not easy especially when you've been in front and maybe Owen's thought to the stage well oh, it's a hell of a lot of work you know to try and get there and the disappointment of it sometimes you regret it because it's listen football's a fantastic life and job and whatever the frustrations that go with it are obviously difficult He's made that decision to think to step down and listen, the, the club's done exceptionally well. I mean, Peter was there for two, two yeah. promotions with him and then all of a sudden he's not there last year but then this season they've done exceptionally well again and that's not easy no matter who you are and no matter what people say, that's not easy to do and they've done that fantastically well. So you've got to tip your hat to own as well but listen, we don't know inside their brains. We know the frustrations that come with it but we don't know what people are thinking, but he's made that decision to move on. wonder what you could do with either of those clubs as manager. We've not spoken about it at all, have we, Barry? We haven't thrown nope. this to Peter during the break, but the success you've had, uh, now that we're out of COVID and all the rest of it, would be, I think it'd be great. Listen, I'm always interested yeah. back in, I've said to you before, Paul, you know, and yeah. I'm, I'm not here as a salesperson, I, I know no. I can coach and I know I've been very, very fortunate. I mean, you go back to Fulham, we, we were selling players that was playing in the under-20s. Like who? Come 20, on. Sessignon, O'Reilly, Jens, you want us to go Adebayo who was playing for Luton last night you'd all them you'd um, young wee boy at Liverpool yeah. of course Harvey Harvey Elliott yeah. and yeah. the other one yeah. the wee Portuguese boy Carvalho Carvalho they, they all come through they were yeah. all playing there at the time so 
it was great working with these kids. They all had talent, you know, and you were very, very fortunate enough to see. So you've seen, I've seen both sides at Paul. I've seen senior players. We never couldn't win a game at Dunfermline in the, the league. Who could in the cup? But then, as you say, dealing with both sides of the game, I, I've managed to do it, and that's why I really enjoyed my period at Fulham because it was a different party dealing with a first team. That gives me the answer. Grant is clearly missing some. Upstairs, if he wants to get back in. <laughs> yeah. It's different, you know, no, different, different stages. Yeah, you know? definitely. And I knew you'd all those names. That was why I was saying, in case anyone thinks I was winding up. I mean, it's phenomenal, the success. Sometimes we, a prophet's not recognise his own country. Honestly, sometimes. Well, I think, I think it's different, Paul. When you're down there, you know, Phil, I was at Fulham for six years with yeah. these kids. You know what I mean? So I know we've seen them through. And you, the money's, as I say, young Ryan went for, what was Ryan 16 at the time, 17, 18. 17, you know what I mean? He went for 25 million to Tottenham, you know? And then we had other kids that, who've done exceptionally well have just been talked off because they can go to all these clubs. But we're very fortunate that we're a good group of people. Here's a message coming in from uh, someone in the Middle East saying, <laughs> uh, yeah, you're both <laughs> laughing. Um, both of you, Peter, Rangers dominated Celtic from start to finish. What I wonder who that's from. Exactly. <laughs> that your own protege, Todd Cantwell, ran the show. So discuss. Uh, yeah. uh, is that yeah. somebody called me? No, 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 no names. No, no, no names. No. Well, that's no. okay then. I just yeah. thought that was a wind up there. Yeah. Listen, Todd, I told you, there's no doubt in his talent. You know, the thing is, just got to be careful, as I said, to away from the pitch up. And he's mentioned that a few yeah, times yeah. himself. Sure. So let's not kid himself. Because he said that himself, I've got to be careful because I don't realise everything you do up here. And that was the point we were making before he came. Be careful because yeah. it's not Norwich you're at now. You know, it's not anybody else apart from Celtic and Rangers is massive. And everyone's got a view, everyone's got everybody, a camera. But not yeah. just in Glasgow, yeah, sure. all over he, the world. To, <laughs> I think he needs to learn quickly. And I, I think he, he has realised that it's not the same as, as down, th uh, down south. But what, one thing you can't deny is he's got real quality. Uh, and what yeah. I like about him is sometimes you find players like that that, that kind of float in and out of the game. His work rate as well. His work rate's been has really impressed me. That's one side of the game that I thought to myself when it, when he first signed. I'm thinking to myself, mm, I mean, technically he'll be fine. Will he be able to? Because you know what it's like up yeah, there when yeah. you go away from home. You're playing a game in tight stadiums. Teams are yeah. right on top mm -hmm. of you. Will he be able to handle it? But. He's, he's certainly handled that that situation um, pretty well and he looks to me if he's going to become a big player for, for Michael Beale. You might have said lightweight before you saw him but my goodness was he not the hardest working player on yeah. the pitch? Yeah but the thing yeah. you've got to respect Norwich as well and the respect I played a lot of games in the Championship and then when it went up obviously done well when it went up mm. but you've Look at the James Madison, they spent a million pounds on James to bring him to Norwich, so they know that type of player. And I always say to you, Todd works ex extremely hard in the games, and I said he was a right good player. You know, there's other things you've just got to be careful because Glasgow is different, yeah. you know, and that's what you've got to understand. For his well-being, never mind anything else, because I know the way he can nip back at certain things and that. And up here, that's just an exception. You've just got to shrug your shoulders and go on with it. And let you, exactly what he did on Saturday, let his football do the talking. The final point from our anonymous caller from the Middle East says Todd Cantwell joins a list of players who've scored in an old firm game and played for Norwich, including you'll know some of the names, yeah? Uh, yeah, me. Yeah. Well, no, he said you did go over the halfway. It's obviously a friend of yours. It must be you go over the halfway line. He's been cheeky. Hey, tell him I scored in that so, two-two game. The two-two well, game. He does mention that. that. Does he mention that? He said it's the Terry Butcher own goal. I forget that. I told right. him Big Billy McNeil had up on his wall oh. on a Monday, and it said goal scorer Grant, and that's good well, enough that's for good me. Enough. Big Billy, you're not going to uh, absolutely. Argue that, uh, that was good Billy enough for me. Caesar. Kevin Drinkle, Chris Sutton, 
Who's that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come on, you're better than that, Paul. See that Mr. Yeah. The person who's, yes. who's yes. No name, but I've seen him play five aside. Right, is he? No. Bang average. <laughs> Bang average. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's having a feel good game. Uh, Gary Hooper. John Harson. Yeah, did he? John went just after I left his manager. Yeah. John went okay. there for a period, yeah. Craig Bellamy. Yeah. yeah. Craig, Craig, Craig played yeah. with me in central midfield okay. in his debut. Wow. He was only 17. Then he used to play central mid with me and he would make the runs in the box. I'd be the defensive midfield player. Uh, yeah. As a Rangers. Right, yeah, what? I'm just coming to I'm just what? coming. Yeah. Kyle Lafferty. Yeah. yeah. Flecky. Robert Fleck and. Dale Gordon. Yeah. All right. Oh, he missed out. I remember Dale Gordon. I don't know if he scored maybe in a Celtic Rangers. Oh, maybe, maybe no, I don't know. think so because it was Dale. There. No, somebody who is managing at the moment, interim manager of a Premiership team in Edinburgh. Naismith. Yeah. Stephen Naismith. Yeah. 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 He went to yeah. from Everton, didn't he? Craig Bellamy, how much did he make in transfers over the years? R- roughly By the way, 100 million. Or I know he's a little rascal. Yes. You know, no, no, he has. He started fighting an empty house. Okay. You know, a brilliant boy and an unbelievable professional he was you know I've never seen anybody working so hard and so diligent at his game as he was and he would, he would never come across as that and what a talent he was was he into Milan? no no, that was Robbie Keane Robbie, Robbie Keane so it was yeah. he, was Co- he went to Coventry for about 5 million right. for Norwich Liverpool as well Liverpool was, Newcastle Man City, yeah. Blackburn. Man City. Blackburn. Blackburn. Yep, he's, a wonderful um, player yeah what? Horrible on the pitch, but I don't mind that with, with players. That's what made him the player he was, Baz. He got under people's skin, um, yep. and that's he done it for a reason. But yep. I tell you what, he was uh, he could play the game. And he nearly yeah. lifted one of his teammates' heads off in training. You did, yeah, because he tried to do him because oh, right. he was so young. He, he was so yeah. young, and he was one and he would mouth at them. And one of the senior <laughs> yeah. players that go up, and I nearly lifted the senior player's head off because of it. I'm saying you just continue to do that, son. Because that was the difference he had. He had an unbelievable appetite for the game. But then I realised later, obviously, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm John Arrarisa, I think he hit me a golf ball, my golf stick, didn't Allegedly, did he? Uh, Barry, what about Robert Flake? What a player. Yeah, I, I remember him. Yeah. Um, he went uh, went to Chelsea as well, Robert Fleck. Yeah. I played with his nephew, John. John okay. Fleck. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you're, you're I played with Flecky. Yeah, yeah. I, I brought Flecky in as a, a, a scout. A legend down there. Yeah, yeah, he was. He never left there. But brilliant boy, fantastic boy, and done exceptionally well. Uh, Norwich fans loved him. Um, but an Athena man done a bit of scouting for me at Norwich when I was there as manager. I can't say who this is, but he did say, "Yeah, Peter, once you go over the halfway line, once <laughs> at Ibrox, so it must be in house. I'll let you sort it out with them." So, but some good names in there, aren't there? That uh, yeah, scored. absolutely. Yeah, from absolutely. Both sides of the, no, it was. The listen, that's the one thing yeah. about Norwich. You think Steve Bruce and that was a captain? Mm-hmm. You know the amount Aye, of players of that's been through for Norwich. Wow. Yeah. You know, it's been unbelievable. They'd, they'd really top top quality players. And listen, Mike Walker, who signed me, had an exceptional team. You know, finished third in the league. Uh, the year they tried to sign me the first time, I mean, Dave Stringer, they finished third between, uh, they get beat by Manchester United at Carroll Road. And I think Aston Villa finished second. Big mm-hmm. Brian Gunn and that were playing at that yeah, particular time. That was keeper. a team yep. that beat Bayern Munich. Angus's dad. That was a team that beat wow. Bayern Munich. You, you joined just after that? Yeah, thank you Norwich. My goodness, we'll get relegated. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what? Because we're going to a break, and uh, this is the only show that we then say. It's got you thinking about your dinner tonight, isn't it? Because he loves the cooking. Oh, uh, yeah. Delia. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, Listen, people always, yeah. Say, people always say, <laughs> oh, people always yeah. say, if you could pick an owner of a football club, uh-huh. make sure you have a good one. 
they were the best yeah. I've ever known. Delia and her Brand husband nice. Michael still went, own yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, but they were unbelievable people. Yeah. I mean, mm. football daft. Mm -hmm. They were never critically. The team could have been rotten and they'd have never said anything to you. They were so supportive. You must have loved that. Oh, but they were wonderful people. Yeah. I mean, really wonderful, it's wonderful. Nice... But if you went round to their house, it was a husband uh -huh. that cooked. Would you believe it or not? Aye, it's a nice part of the world. Maybe the it? summer tour, Barry, could we go there? Yeah, Maybe we can, could, can we yeah. fit it in? Yeah. Lovely part of the world. What are you having tonight, Barry, then, now that we're talking uh, Norwich City and food? Chicken, yeah. rice, with oh. creamy pesto sauce, with broccoli. Fantastic. Peter. Young Remy's making lasagna for oh, garlic bread. Yeah. Can't believe it. I'm loving it. Chicken chorizo <laughs> tonight. Oh, yeah, it's a good one, isn't it? Yeah. I love that. I love Homemade. That. I love that. Not by me. Right, <laughs> quick break, and then we will be back to the football. I promise. That's next. <laughs> the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Heading towards the weekend, it starts on Saturday, 12.30, Tynecastle, Hearts against Aberdeen, Barry and Peter. Peter, do you want to take that one? What do you think is going to happen, the early kickoff? I'm going to go for Hearts on that one, believe it or not. Can I ask why? No, I just think they've bounced back at the weekend there if they've been two down, it was a really difficult game. And I think, you know one of these games that you always think is a tricky one? You think, oh, Aberdeen look favourites, Aberdeen going to be this. But yeah. I think Barry's done an incredible job but I'm looking at that game at Tynecastle. I just think Hearts have got that wee bit that they need to win. And I think that can be the slight difference. And of course then that would put the Hertz onto 52, just two behind the Dons. Barry, what do you reckon? Um, oh, it's a, it's a tough yeah. one. I'm, I'm not sitting on the fence, but I think it's got a draw written all over it. I don't think there's much between the, the teams. Um, I think Hearts will have the vast majority of possession and attacking. But I like the way Aberdeen are set up. Mm -hmm. Barry set them up really solid. Um, they don't give a lot of goals away. Yep, if you've sure. noticed, if you look through um, since Barry's took over. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, but I'm going I'm going to bore nothing each. Bore nothing each. Before we go to that, Ian's been on the socials. He said uh, he noticed that Peter asked you a question at the start of the programme. Barry, have you got a question to Peter after yep. the game at the weekend and looking at... What areas of the pitch or the team, sorry, should I say? Do you think Celtic need to strengthen? Um, I th Is that I think, okay, Paul? Yeah, <laughs> I think it depends. But I'm looking at it now, and you say, what boys is going to go out is going to be the important part mm -hmm. because I think we keep talking about David Turnbull. I really like Turnbull. Yeah. We talked about Barry's talking about goal scoring midfield players. I think he does it exceptionally well. But the boys had injury problems a few years back. Obviously, everybody knew about that. But then he said a year near enough on the bench consistently. Mm -hmm. Are they going to move someone on like that? And if you do, you've got to be careful because a few goals you're taking away. You know, so I'd be looking at something like that to improve that if David does decide to go. Um, I'm looking at the squad, I'm thinking, Burnaby, I don't know really know, and I'm a bit like that with him, not because if he's a bad player or anything like that, just because of the game time he's got. It's very, very difficult to come in as a defender, especially the way the Celtic left-back plays. The manager's got to work really hard with him. Greg Taylor's done it really well. And Alistair Johnson's come in and ten, done it fantastically well in a small period of time. So is that an area they're going to have to look at as well? Would they have another centre-half, as you say? Now we don't know which Carter Vickers' injury was, but obviously it's enough to take him out for a, a longer period of time. And I think with the amount of games you're coming into, you know, the Champions League and the travelling, people don't understand, you know that by playing, how difficult it is to try and get their games in. And you've got to have always people available. I know the manager, if you look at him, he's goalkeeper, he's back four. Callum McGregor, they're probably starters all the time. 
does he then freshen that up a little bit I'm, I'm not sure will he look at Kobayashi I like him I just think it's been difficult for him the games he's went into but I've been I've been impressed with him um, in certain aspects of the game so I look at that midfield I think maybe they'll take another midfielder in there mm-hmm. I think they'll do something different in there um, what type of player that's going to be because I've got, distro- I'm like, I know that's a destroyer saying, type player because they have two players like Awata mm-hmm. and Callum McGregor mm-hmm. They, they they do really well at that. They, they like both. I think both of them like playing on their own. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah. But you look at Manchester City for instance. But I've got to talk at the top teams. You're saying they put a Rodri in there who's six foot five or six foot four, whatever he is. You know, but athletic, all these sort of. Especially if you're playing in your own, and that's the difficulty. And Callum can play in numerous positions. Don't get me wrong, but that that's his best position. So I'm talking about the European games. What you need, and then we'll see how Young Wood does. I, I like him. I think he's got something. The, the interesting period is going to be next season when he's fully up to the pre-season and I think that's when you always judge players I think it's difficult no matter who you are to come in in the middle of a season if you're not getting look what happened with Atati the season before you wouldn't have seen him at his best even though he played well in certain games but consistently at the start of this season he was brilliant and he was, and I think that was because he was a pre-season so oh it's definitely there and I just think if that the manager looks at that again will he bring in another proven goal scorer if you lose a Kyogo just to freshen that up again and maybe he maybe look at certain things and think I may be able to play this in a different game do something different in certain games because you maybe have to at certain times the manager doesn't get away from he's never changed really once I've seen yeah. him play seen his system changing so I think it's more I couldn't answer that than now to see the ones that went out the door because I think guys we think are first team squad players in here or guys that's capable of playing the team I think he'll move some of them on people like Abada he could Probably. go yeah. yeah he could go and you'd maybe say Haxabanovic who I like yeah. but they, but they look at it and say well listen I'm going to have Jota there but you've still got to have cover for these guys sure. as well yeah. but it's how yeah. these guys accept it because you know players want to play Barry will tell you players want yeah. to play and it's how they are and if the manager starts to see that waning a little bit and affecting the group then that's when he's got to move these guys on. And he has he has managed to keep them happy, Barry, hasn't he? It's been one of the things at Celtic. I, that's but one that of the hardest thing. Must be as yeah. a manager when you've got um, a big squad with good yeah. quality players in it. Every single player. I mean, I'd be sure. No, I know there is some players that are happy to maybe just sit on the bench, but the vast majority Not of players. Yeah. You want to be a football player sure. to play at the weekend. Or in midweek games and in, in the, the in the Champions League, um, so I, I I think he's looking at four or five players. I think he'll bring in. Is that a fair answer? You happy with that? Yep. Yep. Okay. So, I think it's once we see who's going out. I think that's okay. the biggest thing, Paul. Here's what the manager said about the end of the run. That was what 34 games domestically without defeat. But look, I don't you know I don't sort of look at it that way. Every game is a challenge. Every game is an opportunity. So you know whether you're on a good run or a poor run, it doesn't mean that. And a performance needs to to sort of flow from that. We we we've never felt like just because we're playing well, the next game will go well. We we've had to work awfully hard at it to to make sure we maintain those levels, and we didn't get to them today. He was asked why did he think they lost? Probably a number of reasons. Um, credit to credit to Rangers, and obviously um, you're facing a, a difficult opponent at their venue. But um, you know, probably the amount of changes I made probably didn't help in terms of the guys um, lacking a little bit of sharpness, but. Um, at the end of the day, we just weren't good enough. Yeah, as I said, they, you know, fair to say that they're a little bit off it today. And, um, but, you know, that's part of the experience of playing through this football club. You know, it's uh, it's relentless. You know, you don't get any uh, sort of easy introductions. You know, we've, we've thrown guys into derbies before, you know, pretty much as their first game. So um, it's just, you know, how you 
you understand what it is to be a player of this football club. So Ange Postacoglu speaking after uh, the weekend. We'll come back. So what about Celtic this weekend then? Let's go through the fixtures. So Hearts, you reckon it's going to be pretty poor game maybe a nil-nil no, no a yeah, poor game no. I just think both will cancel yeah, sure. each other out I yeah. think they're very very in terms of quality very similar yeah. so I'm going to go a, a board draw funny that was me saying that <laughs> it doesn't make it a poor <laughs> game I know defensive come on, come on. I know uh, Celtics and Mirren what do you think Peter? Celtic victory yeah yeah. listen that's the way the managers teams have always been an adversity and the respect of getting a, a poor result which has not been many times sure. will he make changes sorry to what do you think he will maybe because he's still got obviously the whole Carter Vickers I'm, I'm hearing you talk about Turnbull or whatever yeah, well, yeah. I think he goes into this game and the manager maybe thinks well last week I made changes does that put a false sense yeah. in players I know if I'd have been in the Rangers dressing room saying oh listen you'd have been given that one or they've left him out and even though that's not the reason but he's left him out or yeah. they're not taking us serious and, and that's absolute rubbish you know, because the players that manage it and still expected to get in and do the job. The team just didn't gel on the day and you've just got to put your hands up at times. And I believe this week, you know, you'll be making sure, which he's always done, if they've had a wee bit of adversity with a bad result, they've bounced back the following week and that'll be the demand. And it's nice to see them come back home at first because the supporters will be thinking it's a new season. They've not seen yeah. them that long, you know, at Celtic Park. So going back there as well with the, the support behind you and, you can back there as the first time as champions really and all that sort of stuff it's brilliant you know and that lifts the players and if you can't play in that atmosphere and try and get a result against St Mirren listen you don't deserve to be a Celtic player and of course in fairness to St Mirren and also in fairness to Inverness they're only two weeks away then from the cup final I know it seemed ages away Barry but it's getting closer yeah it's it's getting closer I've seen um, Cali Thistle have got yeah. a couple of games yeah. he's gone over to Ireland to play um, so it's a tough one for them because their, their season's ended but they're, they're trying to do it right so yep a couple of couple of weeks away um, Dean Shields uh, helping them out yep yep that's right Dungannon. that's right yep. but the thing is I'm, I'm sure Postacoglu will, will be uh, sitting thinking right I want to see a reaction sure. there's but a cup final in a couple of weeks who wants to win that starting 11 so I think these next it. few games it's up to people to go and show that they want to be um, in that starting 11. That's what I liked about it, Paul, um, after the game. It was a disappointment in the players. They didn't need to wait to get in to speak to the manager. They knew they hadn't played well themselves. The team hadn't functioned well on the day. And I've said that, we give the manager a lot of praise and rightly so. But I think you've got a group of players there that can get around each other and give each other and say, listen, we didn't play well, we've got to raise the standards. And that's the, Barry knows, that is the standard you've got to be when you drop below it you've got to go in that dressing room and make sure this is no good enough other end of the table what's going to happen Kilmarnock St Johnson so Saints back in it now sadly for them Kelly great result last weekend what are you thinking I think Derek's always managed to get results when he's needed it you know he's he done an exceptional job at Aberdeen and I just feel that Kilmarnock have too much on, on the day I just think Kilmarnock are looking a little bit stronger getting that result last week was a big result for them so I think I'll take Kilmarnock on this one. And you like goalscorer Vassell. You think he's made a difference, Barry? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's a real handful um, up top. I think he's been a, a real good find for for um, Derek. Um, I'll give you my... On Friday? Yeah, yeah you've been a bit elusive now, aren't you? He just wants to... I, I, I can yeah. go just want to see who's fat. No, 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 you have to get more questions to come. <laughs> that was so good. I can see James there scribbling a few points <laughs> for the management. Um, that's going to, I hope they get a big crowd there for the game. There'll be a big Kelly turnout, won't there? Yeah, Surely absolutely. for the game, their home record. Um, Livy against Dundee United. What's gone wrong, do you think, Barry, with Livy at the moment? A uh, huge game for Dundee United. 
Yeah, um, and let's just say a brilliant result for Ross County going to uh, Tannadice. And I've said I've seen Malky's team now three, four times, and the only issue you would say with Ross County is scoring goals. That's the only thing it's it's let them down, and the big man get a, a hat trick. I, mean, I was surprised to see that he'd never scored a double before. You told me that on Monday. Yeah, that, yeah, I was surprised. So brilliant result. They're going down to, to Livingston. Livingston are in free fall. Mm-hmm. Looks as if they've got their swimming trunks on and their, their flip flops. <laughs> yep. Um so and I see David Martindale, he'll want a reaction because you don't want to after having a decent season, you don't want it to peter out. That that's the last thing you want to see. So yeah, but that'll be it'll be okay. interesting to see how Livingston react to that and how Dundee Dundee United react because I think if they lose that game, they're down. Down. Peter, as you know, David Martindale has said today, he's floated the idea saying, look, um, it's up to me to get the best out of the boys. And if I can't do that, then the club either needs to get new players or I would need to go. It's that simple. And I've said that to the players. So, Which is very unusual for David. Yeah. He's always usually a positive man. Um, and the one thing I can always say after sort of poorish results in his mind, round about the team, round about him, he's always seemed to bounce back. You know, and that's not happened this time. And he'll be disappointed as anybody because you see how hard he works and you see him after the game, he's very honest and open about if his team's played well or poorly or if the other team's done well. I think he reads the game very well in the respect, especially straight after a match where you could make every excuse in the book. I think he's done that exceptionally well. So it'll be interesting to see that. But as Barry says, whew, what a game that is. Motherwell Ross County, who's going to win? Because oh. you were on earlier with Stephen Reside, is it? So Ross County, again, they need to win. Yeah, exactly. Well, I hope that's the case then, you know, for Big Malky. I know I'm a friend yeah, of Malky's, sure. obviously, but as I say, Motherwell have done exceptionally well. Um, but a massive result last week. It'll be interesting, Big Jordan going back there as well. So the two, one ex Motherwell right. striker right. up against the Motherwell striker of Kevin Van yeah. Veen. And what about Sunday, Hibs against Rangers? Rangers. I think Rangers are going yeah. to continue yeah. now till the end of the season. Yes, yeah. I do. I do. I think, listen, yeah. they'll have a great lift from last week's. Uh, result and performance um, and I always say the best teams have got to continue that and that's what you've got to try and do and th- th- listen I think this is probably ends up being more important for them to see yeah. how the Barry will tell you when you go to Hibs after beating Celtic if you beat Hibs everybody forgets you beat Celtic in the respect of that if you know what I mean the disappointment that comes after that so you have to maintain that all the time and that's the beauty of playing for Celtic or Rangers yep, that'll be the demand for Michael Beale mm-hmm. you showed it last Saturday I want to see the same again. And you're going to um, Easter Road where, to be fair to Lee Johnson, I thought six, seven weeks ago they were they were in free fall, but he's, they've picked up, they were good against Aberdeen. So, yep, that'll be a tough one for Rangers, but it's a place that you like going. Good stadium, it'll be a good atmosphere as Team well. Team Green White at Turin. You take the words out of my I knew what you were thinking. And tonight, I know it's uh, the first leg, Airdrie against Hamilton. Look at Airdrie last week, the, the way they... Sixth. What do you think? I'm trying to lead the way. My head and my heart. Um, you're, you're, I know where your heart is, I think. Mm. What about your head? I yeah. think Airdrie have got too much for so. Hamilton. Mm. Your heart would be held. Yeah, I've been, I've been yeah. impressed with Airdrie when I've seen them play. Yeah. You know, they've tried to knock the ball about but for two seasons now. I mean, last year, if you think about it with Queen's Park, they were about 20 points clear. Mm-hmm. And then That's Queen's right. Park beat them in the playoff final. So you're going Airdrie? I'm going Airdrie. We'll talk again next week. And tonight, who's it going to be? 
Man City or Real Madrid? Manchester City. You're going for City. Barry? Man City. Man City. That's it. That was two hours that flew in. Thank you so much, Peter. Thank you, Barry. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow night with... Uh, is he going to be the director of football at Rangers? We'll find out, Craig. <laughs> you can Moore. ask him. Mr Moore. <laughs> you can we'll ask him. Mr Moore. Listen, what do you think? I Gaffer? think it would be a great choice. If the job's going to become yeah. available, because you don't know if Rangers are going to yeah, have a yeah, director yeah, of football. Sure. If it is, he's, um, okay. he's a brilliant shout. And thank you for the way you both spoke about Tommy Burns. A lot of people have been on saying that it was great to hear you speak on the 15th anniversary of his death. Thanks everyone who was on. We're back tomorrow at five. And coming up next, it's Joe Kilday. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.